Fatigue. Sometimes it creeps up on you so slowly you just assume you're getting older. Or maybe you're just anxious and irritable. Have you had your thyroid checked? I'm Aileen Ellis, and on this episode of the Ridgecrest Regional Hospital podcast, we're talking about some of the symptoms you may experience if your thyroid isn't working right, and what tests and treatment you may need. Dr. Love Singh is a specialist in endocrine disorders, including thyroid conditions. Dr. Singh is a family practitioner at Southern Sierra Medical Clinic, a service of Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. So welcome, Dr. Singh, and tell me, please, where is your thyroid gland located? Thank you very much, Eileen. Uh, the thyroid gland is located uh, pretty much right around your mid-neck portion. We have the uh, trachea, which is our windpipe, and the thyroid gland sits right above it. It's about the size of a, but- a small baby butterfly and weighs less than 15 grams. And yet it's incredibly important in the things that it does for us. Uh, maybe you could sort of delineate some of those. Well, the thyroid gland is, I mean, as, as small as it actually, as diminutive in size as it is, it's actually one of the most important uh, regulators in the body. Uh, the thyroid gland will produce two major hormones, uh, T4 and T3. And these two hormones are essential to many, many functions in the body. The first and most important function from the thyroid gland is that it controls our ability to control our metabolic rate. So that means basically from everything that we eat, to be able to burn that those calories, whether it's fat, carbohydrates, or proteins into actual energy sources, the thyroid gland is what gives us that internal check and the ability to turn those calories into energy. The second and most important thing that the thyroid gland also does is it's very essential to our nervous system, our neurologic system, our brain's function as well, as it is one of the most important developmental hormones, especially as as a as a person is uh, still, you know, beginning beginning life in the early years of their life. So growth and maturation are very important for it as well. It controls our electrolytes and the ability to to keep our sodium and potassium at a very regulated stage as well. It has big effects as well on the cardiovascular system, so it increases the heart's ability to contract its heart rate, the oxygen consumption of our heart. It has has effects also on the gastrointestinal system, so it can actually increase your motility of the of the GI system, uh, and and so many different uh, aspects can be affected by the thyroid. And in a lot of cases, obviously, if something goes wrong, uh, it's either that the thyroid is not producing enough of these hormones, or it's producing too much. Is that correct? Well, in a very simple, in a simple way of thinking of it, that's exactly right. We have uh, hyperthyroidism, which is the excess production of thyroid hormones, the T4 and T3 that I spoke of, and we have hypothyroidism, which is a, a general deficiency in either one of those hormones as well. Well, you know, I was very interested in this because I actually have a low thyroid condition, and it snuck up on me. I had absolutely no idea that that was happening to me. Um, and I gather that's somewhat normal, that you just don't even realize it. Well, you're, you're 100% right. Hypothyroidism or an underactive low thyroid is much more common than hyperthyroidism. Um, I usually joke with some of my patients, a lot of people wish they have hyperthyroidism because, it, you know, as I had spoke before, your metabolism is increased, you don't gain weight, even with, with eating more than usual. 
but hypothyroidism, the more the more common form, the low thyroid, gives us pretty much very vague symptoms. It gives us a, a tiredness, a weakness. You see skin changes and hair loss and even simple things like being able to have decreased concentration. You you accumulate a little bit more peripheral fat. You you have different things that could easily be diagnosed as as other other disorders, but can be as simple as the deficiency in your thyroid hormones. And what about if it's the other way and you're producing too many? Uh, what would your symptoms be when there are too many hormones? Well, hyperthyroidism will give you will give you sweaty. Uh, you're you're burning up more, so you're going to be uh, having a little bit more of a of a thin frame. You can feel a little hyperactive, irritable. Um, you can have palpitations, and and because you're using up your calories and your metabolism is so high, you can also have more fatigue and weakness. And uh, with the GI system, uh, hyperthyroidism can also cause diarrhea. Ugh, that doesn't sound pleasant. Well, so tell me, tell me, how do you have this checked? How do we know that we have something like this going on? Well, it's 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 very very interesting that it's quite an overlooked uh, thing, but it's a pretty simple way to diagnose this. If you have any of these symptoms, and you go in to see your uh, your your family doctor or your practitioner. Um, all they have to do is run some simple blood tests, and, and really it starts out with your with what's called a thyroid-stimulating hormone. And the thyroid-stimulating hormone is released by our brain, and it's a signal that is sent to our actual thyroid gland. And if this thyroid-stimulating hormone is elevated in the body, then we know for a fact that the thyroid is not producing enough hormones. And uh, Basically, what we do at that point is we get the actual levels of your T4 and T3 hormones to see if it's underactive. And let's say whether it's underactive or overactive, let's start with underactive. What, what's the treatment for that? Well, it's pretty simple treatment as well, just like the getting, the, getting it checked out. The, uh, there are multiple different options, but basic, the basic options are medications that can supplement. If you're underactive you're going to want to be on medications that supplement the actual hormones that are missing. So uh, a lot of times the most common medications out there include uh, Synthroid or Levothyroxine, which is a uh, synthetic form of the T4 hormone that, that most people are missing. Or uh, other, other options include combinations of T4 and T3, uh, a common medicine called Armour Thyroid. There's also synthetic T3 out there if you're missing that hormone as well. So for underactive, there are multiple different options uh, depending on, on how people uh, take to them. Uh, for the other side, though, for hyperthyroidism, you're going to be using medications in two ways. One, to control some of the symptoms that you get. So if you're having palpitations with a high thyroid, you're going to have something that's going to control your heart rate a little bit better. If you're having the diarrhea, you'll have some medications help there. But also, there are medications to make that that conversion of T T4 to T3 slow down a little bit, and uh, and that would help the symptoms as well. And I've heard that with the overactive thyroid, I don't know if this is true now, but I know in the past they used to actually have a surgery where they'd take part of your thyroid out. Is that still done? Well, yes, absolutely. So the, the most common cause of hyperthyroidism or high thyroid is an autoimmune condition called Graves' disease. And this is where your body is producing uh, antibodies. It's fighting against your thyroid in a, in, a, in a way, a little bit of a battle here. And what is happening with uh, Graves' disease is, is you're producing 
excess tremendous amounts of the hormones that are negatively affecting you. And if you let this continue unregulated, what will happen is you will actually have long-term complications. So most of the time with Graves' disease, we have surgery uh, that to actually remove part or the entire thyroid gland. And how often, let's say now, going back to the low uh, hormone level for a minute, once you start on medication, how often should you be checked by a doctor? Well, when we start a, a patient on a medication, usually the first thing we do is to, within six weeks, we check to see if the there has been a change in the levels of the thyroid hormones, getting back to more of a, a therapeutic range, but also taking into account the symptoms. Have, has there been a change in the patient's symptoms that got them there in the first place? And usually after that first six-week course, you will follow up every three months or so with your doctor to check on, on your thyroid um, as well. And what about if you have the kind that's overactive? Overactive is a lot more, a lot, it's, it's pretty much the, the same type of a, a treatment. If you, if you have a hyperthyroidism or a high thyroid, you, once you start medications to kind of control the symptoms and also to see if you can bring the levels down, uh, you will be checked very, very frequently, almost at the three-month mark. And if it's not seen that you're having a good reaction or that you're continuing to have the symptoms, then the next step would be more of an invasive surgical kind of a procedure. Now, um, do these issues run in families? Are they inherited or do you see them um, mostly with older women or older men or when can we sort of expect something to show up if it's going to? Well, that's a great question, Eileen. But the, the, first, the first thing that we see is usually with, with the autoimmune types, which are hyperthyroidism caused by Graves' disease or hypothyroidism, low thyroid, caused by Hashimoto's thyroiditis. These are two autoimmune conditions. And like many autoimmune conditions, like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus, these can be partly hereditary. And there are, there are strong correlations in entire fam- families where, where there are multiple members who, who get these, these issues as well. But in general, when we have uh, non-autoimmune or more, more basic deficiencies in these things, the most common for the low thyroid, the hypothyroid, is, is in uh, elderly females, usually around the age of 60 years old or so. We see a big pickup in the number of hypo or low thyroid patients. In the other side, with the hyperactive thyroid, we see it much more in younger, younger populations, you know, 20 to 30 years old being a very common age to, to have that diagnosed. And do you ever see children with anything like this? Absolutely. Children can, can have a very different kinds of uh, variations. One of the most common things that I see in my office is kids who are not at the developmental milestones in terms of height and in terms of their, uh, their weight, and they're either very under or over. And, and, and most of the time, the first thing I would do is I would check for that thyroid hormone level in them to see if there is a deficiency because it's important for their actual development and maturation into, um, into, you know, into puberty. Is there anything else that I may have missed that you would like to tell our listeners about the thyroid conditions? Uh, the, the, the last thing I'd like to talk about uh, is, is something that many, many people are, have probably been diagnosed with, which is a thyroid nodule. And thyroid nodules can be very incidental findings. You may go in for some, some other procedure or something, and, and you get a something pick up on your scan that says it's a thyroid nodule. This can be a kind of a scary thing for most patients because they don't understand what that quite means. And, and what a thyroid nodule can mean is it's either 
a small cyst, very benign, something that's just growing on your thyroid that doesn't have any sort of a, a real effect, or it can be a nodule that's secreting some of these hormones that we've been talking about. So it's making you become hyperthyroid or hypothyroid. And then finally, when you have a, a nodule, it's very important for your doctor to check to see if this could possibly be cancerous. And so when you have that thyroid nodule, it's very important that you follow the guidelines set by your doctor. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Singh. It's been a pleasure, and it sounds like uh, you've made it a lot less scary. Well, thank you so much. Our guest has been Dr. Love Singh, a specialist in endocrine disorders and a family practitioner at Southern Sierra Medical Clinic, a service of Ridgecrest Regional Hospital, as well as being on the staff at Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. Thanks for listening. I'm Aileen Ellis. For more information, please visit Ridgecrest Regional Hospital's website, rrh.org slash podcasts.